lasagna. Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast where we take a quick swig of medicine from the limitless depths of pop fiction, literary fiction, visual art, music, movies, poetry, any artistic creation, and we feel all the better for it. My name is Nate Hammond. You are listening to Tonic Pop. MCMLXXV, that was the year my mama pushed me out. 1975 into a time where Watergate was concluded Freddie Mercury killed a man put a gun against his head pulled his trigger now he's dead Jack Nicholson wreaked havoc in the cuckoo's nest look at the faces on you look at you the fiend brigade you gingalings the mental defective league in formation how are you nurse ratchet I'm happy to be back we're happy to have you back, Randall. Now, I confess, the 70s for me, a bit of a head mess. Most of what I know is from the history books. But, look, the 80s, I can speak with more authority on the 80s. They were my kitty years, my barefoot and shirtless years. Take away a few bullies, homework, a lot of travel and having to make new friends, leaving old friends and making new friends. Life was relatively carefree. My dad, he was a poor uni student, mum, usually pregnant. But survival wasn't contingent on me getting a job, paying the bills, filling the car. Life wasn't marred by angry partisan discussions, no left hook, right hook, political concussions. My understanding of world affairs was limited to Rocky versus the Russians. I didn't even get the Cold War allegory, at least not consciously. I was oblivious to the 1980s underbelly. Nettie Smith, the billionaire boys club, dog day afternoon, John DeLorean, cocaine bust. I must admit that the only thing I knew of the DeLorean sign was a gull-winged ride that could travel through time thanks to a crazy Doc Brown and... Marty McFly. Great Scott! Great Scott! I know, this is heavy. The satanic panic barely scratched my personal zeitgeist. I guess I wasn't allowed to watch Poltergeist or Halloween on Friday the 13th. That did come soon enough, though. Goonies, at the time, was good enough for me. Oh, and Labyrinth, Gremlins, a never-ending story. Do you remember the first film that you ever saw on the big screen? The first film I saw was when I was quite small. Uh, the Smurfs and the Magic Flute. But the, the one that really sticks out that I first saw with my family, we were living in Fiji, the whole family took our seats. Steven Spielberg's E.T. As a kid, politics, who cares? I was divorced from the affairs of Oliver North and his cohorts, of course. I was too young to be consumed by the unraveling Iran-Contra story. The only Iranian that had my attention was the Iron Sheik, the freak from the WWE, or the WWF as we knew it back then when Andre the Behemoth would battle Hulk, Golden Mustache, Hogan. And what you gonna do, Andre? In Pontiac, Michigan, when Hulkamania destroys you. When I recall that 80s, naive sentimentality kicks in. I get to walk past the dark alleys and review the time like a BuzzFeed top 10. I remember a decade conceived for and designed by the eccentrics, the eclectics, and the purveyors of material excess, where dress sense was colourful nonsense, when fashion either reflected or rejected the rampant consumerism. The schism, though, was crossed by the Don, Johnson, whose minor vice 
disputed was Cotton T's pastel-hued team with Armani suits. I want my MTV crime fighters on the boob to the idiot box television where you change the station with a flick of the wrist, twist, twist, hit, hit, adjust the rabbit ears. Cheers. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. Everybody knows your name. Casio wristwatch, guitars, ghetto blasters, walking like an Egyptian, radio shack, speak and spell, Tom Selleck's mustache, George Michael's five o'clock shadow, Cause I gotta have Teddy Ruxpin, Run DMC, hair metal, perms, aerobic, stirrup pants and leg warmers. Now we didn't have smartphones but we did have Walkmans, I must have burnt out thousands of AA batteries listening to Appetite for Destruction. Now as lame as it seems these are my beanbag memories where my mind finds its niche, thinking about childhood dreams, before life got heavy, having to worry about foundational needs, a time before that phone call in the middle of the night. Hello, is it me you're looking for? When dad would yell, Oh, Cindy Lopper, I wanted her to be my wife. She was my boyhood crush. Is that enough? Sure. I should really jump to the 90s now, but I think I'll save that for another time. And jump forward instead to today, where I can think about a life lesson to draw from this. In the spirit of this podcast, of course. See, with the eyes closed, I don't know, but I think that the older you get, the more you see. Or the deeper you see and feel. And so maybe that's why as we get older, we fear more and we stress more. And we worry about what the world is coming to. The world has always been coming to an end. We only have to go back a little more than 100 years and we'll see a couple of world-ending wars. We'll see a flu epidemic that was every bit as or worse than the one that we are currently working through. There is a danger when we constantly ruminate on the problems with the world. It's very easy for us, especially as we grow a little bit older, to fall prey to GOMS, Grumpy Old Man Syndrome. I'm sure there's a GALS as well. What are the symptoms? The symptoms are idioms, cliches, complaints, music these days, kids these days, back in my day, back in my day. Well, I've discovered the preventive and it's very easy. It can be used as a cure. Simply look at the phrase back in my day and replace the words back in with this is. This is my day. Here are four ideas to make that happen. Number one, stop watching so much news. Stay informed but avoid consuming junk media. It has a nasty bloating effect. You'll feel heavy and weary. Weary and wary, W-A-R-Y. Turn off morning shows with their drooling, hyper-opinionated turd banter. Two, stay open-minded. Yes, there is good new music amongst the bad, just as there was bad music amongst the good from our youth. Don't stop listening to new music and don't rubbish every new fad. We had our own back in our youth. We had our fads that the GOM sufferers would rubbish. Three, keep taking risks. Yes, we are getting older and the risks will be more calculated. That's a wise thing to do, but have a crack. Four, get out of the rut. Get out of the couch groove. Change things up a little bit. Tweak the routines. Take a left turn instead of a usual right. Bench press on a Wednesday instead of the Monday. Try a different restaurant. Try a different cafe. Get in the car and just drive away. Drive away without a plan. See, the only thing that will stop us from getting older is death. So we may as well grab the life that we've got and realize that it is worth living. That this is our day. As was wisely spoken by Seneca, the whole future lies in uncertainty. Live immediately. Let's finish with the poem, What is Our Life? by Sir Walter Raleigh. What is our life? The play of passion. Our mirth? 
The music of division, our mother's wombs, the tiring houses be where we are dressed for life's short comedy. The earth, the stage, heaven the spectator is, who sits and views whosoever doth act amiss. The graves which hide us from the scorching sun are like drawn curtains when the play is done. Thus, plain post we to our latest rest, and then we die in earnest, not in jest. Thank you for listening. My name is Nate Hammond. This has been Tonic Pop. Catch you next time.